You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football, and you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey, and we are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? I don't know. I mean, I got lots of stuff to do today. Nah, to hell with all that, Dave. I am ready. All right. In today's episode, we'll talk about changes to the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime show, some big-time injuries across the league, a little survivor, our fantasy go-back starts the week, and some fantasy free agents to look out for. And, of course, Casey will cover all of the awesome games coming up this week in the NFL. But before we get to that, let's get it going with a tasty nug for the people. What you got? Yes, not only a nug, it's a fat sag, Dave. 30 teams have at least okay. one win through the first three weeks of the season. It's only happened twice, dude. And it's wow. only week four, and we're already down to two undefeated teams, the Miami Dolphins and the 3-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. Brutal, dude. And for wow. the second time since the NFL went to 32 teams, 30 teams, Dave, have at least one win through the first three weeks. Keeping it wow. close. Yeah, not to mention that, Casey. There's only two winless teams, and that is the 0-2-1 Houston Texans and the 0-3 Raiders <laughs> from Las Vegas. Sorry, Raiders. It'll come. It'll come eventually, right? Get that done. It has to. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we did have some uh, major streaks come to an end. Um, the Lions, dude, they had scored a touchdown in each of the first three quarters of every game this season. Oh, but they couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter uh, last Sunday. That ended their streak at 18 quarters. Brutes. 18 straight quarters for the Lions scoring a touchdown. That's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're they're a high-scoring uh, the squad, man. Restore the roar, baby. Just got to work out that defense. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Casey, the Jaguars end a losing streak of their own. Going into week three with that bashing of the Chargers, the Jags had lost 19 straight road games, Ooh. fourth longest road streak in NFL history for losing. But that streak's now over. The Jaguars Damn. are looking pretty sharp. Cats out there getting it done, baby. And Lamar Jackson, man, he's the first player in the Super Bowl era to finish a game with at least three touchdown passes and 100 rushing yards. Dave, not once, but twice, back to back, man. That cat. Wow. is balling, and that should go to no surprise that um, his team, along with two others, three total in the NFL, scoring 30 or more points a game. That's the Ravens, the Lions, and the Bills. And Dave, 17 teams scoring under 20 points a game. Ooh, they're not benefiting from this crazy offensive league of ours, right, Casey? Defense wins championships. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, folks, uh, the podcast you are listening to, The Trend Zone, now available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Casey, let's head into the top trending stories for this week, and let's get it started with the Pro Bowl is retired. What, Casey? Yeah, you know, the the last few years, this has really become a touch game anyways, and I get yeah. it, dude. The, the, and the football is so different than the other sports because you can't risk your stars, the game's best players getting hurt after the season's over. It just doesn't make sense. So the NFL is replacing it with, you know, like week-long skills competition and a flag football game, which will 
totally be cool, I think. So they usually get it right on these things. They generate interest in the stuff leading up to the game. Um, mm-hmm. It won't be missed, and I think the flag thing will be pretty cool. So, Dave, moving forward, it shall be proclaimed the Pro Bowl games. <laughs> and it looks like Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions, Casey, will be in charge of the event there. So uh, let's see what the Manning spin on this one is, this reinvented Pro Bowl week the Pro Bowl games. I, I can't get enough of those Manning brothers, Dave. I mean, just more and more. I love to see those faces on my screen all the time. <laughs> all right, Casey, let's move it along. How about the uh, announcement that there is a halftime show? The for... Pepsi halftime show? <laughs> no, it's the Apple Music Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show, Casey. Step, step aside, Pepsi. Apple Music has got you this thing. Uh, and let's talk about the, the icon, Casey. That's in, that's going to be on display. Dave, not just an icon, international icon. Princess Riri <laughs> is what I call her. That is Rihanna. She is going to be the halftime uh, performer for the Super Bowl there in Zona. And um, she's pretty rad. Had the chance to work with her on a gig, uh, humble brag. And she was totally awesome. But um, wow. she's got big shoes to fill and multiple pairs of shoes, being that it was Dr. Dre. Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J, Snoop. So a lot to live up to. I'm sure she's going to have some of her um, famous guests and maybe her uh, fiance slash husband come out and join her on stage. Not bad. We'll see what she can do while I'm getting some beverages and some uh, snacks, Casey. Playing $20 Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Casey, spin this into some not so uh, not so happy news for Brett Favre uh, right now. Uh, his Sirius XM show has been put on hold. Uh, get into the reasons why. Yeah, dude, and the uh, the copper slave or whatever the hell those um, old folky things are called. But it's a total bad look for Brett Favre. It looks yeah. like he purposely was uh, manipulating funds set to help, um, you know, the people that were struggling in Mississippi, some, you know, some uh, social conditions to help them food and stuff like that and misappropriate them to build, of all things, a volleyball court for his daughter. You know, I get it. He's out of money. You know, he has only made a hundred, hundred fifty million in his career. So to use these funds is a total scumbag move. But if but it's Casey, true. Isn't there any plausible ignorance on Favre's part? He didn't understand where the, f- the funds were coming from, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, can we? Yeah, all except for that little text that he sent out to say, well, anybody know where this money came from? Is there any chance that people find out? So <laughs> it's a terrible look and it's a terrible Dude. deed. And if it is true, he deserves to be hammered. And just like yeah. what a terrible ending to his legacy if this stuff turns out to be true. So we still need to hold on, but um, it yeah. looks bad, dude. Yeah, that does sound pretty self-incriminating, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, Casey. So this is a this is a new thing here. The NFL has put together um, with over 200 players uh, kind of getting involved in this. And it's kind of uh, here to celebrate the growing number of nationalities and cultures that make up the league. And uh, they're going to do this by putting some stickers on their helmets. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, dude, the NFL's mission has been to dominate the globe and it's working out pretty well. You mentioned it over 200 players and coaches are going to be participating in this and it's going to be in weeks four or five. Um, The players will be able to use uh, or put a sticker alongside the American flag on their helmet of an international country or territory if they live there for two or more years or have a parent 
and grandparent who are born in those places. So this is pretty cool. And, and we're going to see, you know, just how far this product has gone and how far um, players have come to get in the NFL. So um, yeah. I like the recognition of this. We used to like it when it showed you the team in NFL Europe. This is right. actually going to show you where these players came from. So totally cool. Yeah. And it's been a while since they pulled the plug on NFL Europe, but there still are lots of uh, smaller time semi-pro leagues around the world. And so this is pretty dang exciting. But uh, Dave, I bet you can still tell me we're quarterback for the Scottish Claymores. <laughs> Who's that? Rohan Cowboy. Oh, the former Cowboy. I don't recall. Clint Sterner. Oh, Clint Sterner. <laughs> Correct. Oh, man. That's right. He played for Les Steckel and <laughs> the Les Steckel offensive juggernaut known as the Scottish Claymores, Casey. Very good uh, reference there. All right, Case, moving on uh, off of this fun stuff and into some gloom and doom here. Injuries are really, obviously, every year it's the same. It always seems like there's more than there ever were. But let's talk about some of these big-time injuries to big-time players. Yeah, Dr. Belichick will not confirm that it is a high ankle sprain, but that's what many need to believe is the thing that's um, hurting Mac Jones right now. Mm. Um, we're going to see what happens if he's able to go this weekend. Um, and uh, it's not going to get very good because if he's going up against those Ravens that just signed JPP, um, it could be a long day. But I, I think he's going to miss this game. And uh, last week, Tua, he went out. We all thought it was a concussion. Oh, even though that head hit the ground, it was just a, a back thing. So he's going. Yeah, my, every time I hurt my back, I, <laughs> I get so woozy, I fall walk. over. Yeah, right. It's hard to walk after a back injury. But um, they're going to do some tests to see what that is. Um, but I'm assuming he is going to play in that game on Thursday night, short week. But uh, lots of um, chatter going back and forth between Tyreek and Bates and Eli Apple. We'll get into a little bit of that later. But uh, hopefully oh, yeah. Tua is able to go in there. But, Dave, not as good news for a couple of your Chargers. Yeah, it uh, started off with Joey Bosa. He got a, a groin injury. He will be put on IR, and they were going to do a surgery uh, very soon here. So I'm sure that means at least six or eight weeks before uh, Bosa has a chance to return. They do expect him to come back at some point this year. Not so fast with Rashawn Slater, the superstar rookie from last year, left tackle, uh, who uh, blew his biceps out. So he's done for Ugh. the season. Very disappointing there. Also, uh, Chargers receiver uh, Jalen Guyton tore his ACL last week as well. He's gone for the season. So not a good week for the Chargers. That's the injury that was added to the insult of getting spanked at home by the Jaguars. Whew. Yeah, brutal week three. And Dave, DeAndre Swift, he had a shoulder sprain in week three. And Dean Campbell says that could keep him out for some time. They hope it's not going to cause surgery, but he will probably be out. And uh, speaking of running backs with hurt shoulders in the NFC North, Dalvin Cook, he's got a banged up shoulder. He's considered day-to-day, -day, though. Um, so he's going to try to wear a brace and go in week four. Yeah, and then not so good news for San Francisco, Casey. Obviously, having lost the quarterback of the future, speculatively, last week, they lose offensive tackle Trent Williams, one of the, if not the best, offensive tackle uh, in the entire league. He expected to miss four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain, uh, suffered last week. Yeah, also, oh, also uh, sorry to add to that, Miles Garrett, Casey, who wiped out in his car and rolled it apparently multiple times. Uh, looked pretty gnarly, but uh, he got in and out of the hospital. Not sure if that's going to cost him any uh, playing time or not. Yeah, Dave, and a total bummer, man. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard, former OU Sooner. He uh, tore his ACL 
on the final play of that game on Monday Damn. night. So brutal. Last few years have been terrible for him injury-wise. I'm yeah. not sure he comes back from this. He's had a nice career, but injuries really derailed him for the last couple of years. So hopefully he can heal up quick. You saw the love between the Cowboys players and Sterling, just all the guys rallying around him mm-hmm. in such a heated, you know, hated rival. That stuff was all put to the side. So um, hopefully he can just recover and decide what he wants to do moving forward. But I'm such a great dude off the field, too. I'm sure his future will be bright, even if it's not playing football. All right, Casey, moving along to the Survivor, in our case, three strikes pool, thankfully. Otherwise, it would have already been over. Um, <laughs> three strikes pool. And uh, how, do, how did you do this week? What, what, what's the status of your three strikes Survivor season? Dave, I went to a, uh, you know, a, a, a mode we like to share often. It is pick against the Jets. So you and I both picked the Bengals to beat the Jets, and we survived yeah, to go another that, week. That was, in fact, the most popular pick of the week, Casey. Most popular incorrect pick. It was kind of, well, it's two, really, that really wiped out a ton of people. Nearly 56% of the people. Casey wow. over Indy was over 36%, and the Chargers over the Jags almost 20%. That's a total of nearly 56% of the people took at least a strike or they got knocked out. Getting closer to the money, baby. And the most popular pick heading into next week are the Packers over the Patriots coming in at 36%. Wow. All right, Casey. Fantasy go back starts of the week where we go back in time in the what if category and we find out if there was any way we could have done better with our fantasy lineups as fantasy brilliant minded head coaches. Dave, as you know, I took the kid to Disneyland on Monday. They were out of school, so um, I was down quite a bit um, to the bolt actions, and I had Saquon and C.D. Lamb going up against my Cowboys defense. Well, after the Cowboys got five or six sacks and an interception, I thought it was all but over for me, especially because my starting tight end, Dalton Schultz, was out. Yikes. So I went ahead and picked up a Logan Thomas who proceeded to get me a .5. So I probably lost, but I didn't, Dave. I held on to beat that bolt action by one-tenth of a point. Thank you, Logan Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas. <laughs> and a, very, and a very important contribution to those five yards. Um, Casey, I unfortunately did not have a fantasy go back. There was nothing really that I could have done. Five of my guys scored in single digits, even though I had some real productivity. I had a Henry and Chubb at running back. Uh, it was all for naught as I lost to the Cookie Monsters, dropping my team to a woeful 0-3. I'm considering renaming the league. Not so fantastic fantasy league. <laughs> Let's move it on, Casey, to the the fantasy domination, keeping the theme of fantasy in play. We'll talk about the guys that really racked it up last week. Yeah, not even fantasy domination, Dave. Total fantasy domination. We mentioned them <laughs> up top. Lamar Jackson, baby, 218 pass yards and four passing touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. And, oh, rushing touchdown for S's and giggles, man. Man, I'll tell you what. about Khalil Herbert uh, taking over for the injured Montgomery with 157 rush yards and two rushing TDs tag along 12 more uh, receiving yards there as well? And Devonta Smith, dude, having his best day as a pro, 169 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown against those commandos, against that beatdown of the commandos. Wow, and it's um, Lamar Jackson's favorite target at tight end, Mark Andrews, with 89 yards receiving and two touchdowns. 
89 with 89. I like it. Dave, I'm going to give the people a few free agents to watch this week, quarterback-wise. Jared Goff's got a nice matchup. And believe it or not, Mitch Trubisky going up against those Jets. Look for him to break out of the pocket. Uh, we mentioned uh, DeAndre Swift getting hurt. Jamal Williams already with four touchdowns in a backup role. Now he's going to wow. be the lead lion there for a little bit, snagging if you can. You just mentioned Khalil Herbert. David Montgomery's going to be out for a little while. That'd be a nice pickup. Receiving-wise, I like Zay Jones and Greg Dortch there. You got anybody to add to those receivers? I like Chris Olave going into this week, Casey. He's been performing at a, a very high level lately. Yeah, he's sharp and tight end. Go ahead and put out there Robert Tunyon and Evan Ingram. Oof, a couple of Jags in the mix there, Casey. <laughs> Grr, baby. Grr. Okay. All right, let's move it on after the fantasy business, Casey, and into reality, starting with the Thursday night football game. I think we're doing Miami Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about these Dolphins, man. We mentioned them uh, 3-0. and undefeated on the year man the one two of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle has been absolutely terrorizing defenses they're both over 200 yards receiving on the uh the short season there and uh like we talked about earlier a lot of chirping Tyreek Hill said he was coming Ooh. after Eli Apple and then Jesse Bates says, oh, is that are you mad because we didn't leave you Super Bowl tickets so um this <laughs> is going to be pretty feisty there and uh, these teams, you know, they're both going to be in the mix in the AFC as this thing runs down. So uh, can anybody stop these Dolphins, man? We're going to find out on Thursday night. Yeah, and this uh, Bengals team obviously uh, gets their first W uh, last week, uh, taking care of the Jets there after dropping the first two. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, like some disaster was happening for these guys. They were just a little bit off there at the beginning of the season. But um, Burrow... Uh, coming off a three touchdowns, uh, you know, performance last week. Joe Mixon uh, running the ball pretty well. The last time these guys te- played off uh, against each other, he had a big time game. And also last week, uh, Jamar Chase grabbing a touchdown pass and Higgins getting back into the action with um, 93 receiving yards. So um, this looks to be uh, a pretty offensive, uh, you know, tilted game. Uh, and, and we'll see if. Um, if the Bengals secondary there is up for the challenge of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and all that the Dolphins can bring, man. They're going to look the part with those sweet white helmets and that all white color rush. That's my favorite, I think, look in the NFL, man. Uh, They're going to be sharp. So will that propel them to victory? Who knows? We'll find out on Thursday. (laughs) Up next, it's the Minnesota Vikings uh, at the New Orleans Saints, but this one, Casey, is not at New Orleans. The Saints, though, on the road are technically both teams are on the road or over the pond, as it were. Uh, the Vikings are favored by two and a half. It's a significant milestone, Casey. The 100th game played outside of the United States, and it is at London's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's also got that super early time slot, uh, 9.30 Eastern, uh, 6.30 a.m., Pacific time. So set your DVRs for that one. Thankfully, this one's on regular TV. It is the 41st um, international game that is a regular season. And the other ones, of course, were all preseason games, Casey. And interesting fact, once the Packers um, travel overseas next week, they will be the, the 32nd and final team. Every team will have played an international regular season game. So that's an awesome thing, too. 
Yeah, Dave, the primetime games for Kirk Cousins, not so good. But maybe this super early start will be a good thing. Although I think it's a late start in England, so I don't know if those rules apply over there. But uh, two weeks ago on Monday night, struggled mightily against the Eagles, throwing a couple red zone uh, interceptions, saved all that good stuff for last week. They were down most of that game to the Lions and kind of fought his way back. Really impressive late in that game. Um, Justin Jefferson, he's been awesome, but it was Adam Thielen that finally started getting into the mix last week, so um, that'll be welcomed, and Osborne is a nice third option there for these Vikings. Dalvin Cook, not sure. Like we said, he might go, and hopefully he does, because um, he had almost 100 yards in a TD last week, so he's going to see if he can go on that shoulder. If not, Madison will be in there, who's been pretty good when he's had to back up or starting uh, place of Dalvin Cook. And, dude, Zadarius Smith, man, they stole this guy from the Packers. He's first in the NFL with five tackles for losses, making an instant impact on that defense. It's not been great. It's actually given up a bunch the last couple weeks. If they can get that thing together, find some balance between uh, what's going on with that offense because the offense has been pretty good. So, um I'm excited for this just because I get a fourth game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah new time slot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the Saints come into this one. Jameis Winston off of a 350-plus yard passing performance, but that was in a loss at Carolina last week, so um, that's not a good thing. Remember, though, the, the, um, the record-tying six touchdowns the last time these two teams met, I was trapped in a um, four-hour layover in Las Vegas during the pandemic and I missed almost the entire thing. I turned it on. They were just, just celebrating the sixth Kamara touchdown. Um, We'll see if he can bring that, that will be good news for the saints. Uh, Michael Thomas coming along a little bit, five catches in week three, Chris Olave, as I mentioned in the fantasy thing, nine catches, 147 yards last week. So he's really turning it on there. Um, They get Marshawn Lattimore back into this game as well after the meltdown from a couple weeks back. All right, up next, Dave, we got Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons, and the Brownies are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, the Brownies coming off of, and, and they're 2-1 and one right now. They're, they're coming off of that win uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, an impressive performance by J- uh, Jacoby Brissett there. Um, 220 yards, two, two passing TDs. Chubb running the ball very well. Uh, over 100 yards in a the score there. And the uh, Kareem Hunt also 61 yards from scrimmage. So Amari Cooper, pretty nice game, over 100 yards in a the score there. So he's really spread it around Njoku, playing well. Hopefully they will have the uh, skills of Miles Garrett in this one. Yeah, Marcus Mariota has been pretty good for the Falcons, although they almost fumbled that game away against the Seahawks late in the Ooh. fourth quarter last week. So just have to tighten that up a little bit. Court Daryl Patterson, dude, career high, 153 scrimmage yards last week. And he's the only running back in the NFL with two games over 100 rush yards. So, man, they really found a home for this guy in the backfield. Love the vision there. Kyle Pitts coming along, too. But rookie Drake London, dude, three catches for 54. And he had his second TD of the season, man. So um, it's a team in transition. Uh, these Falcons are, but lots to look forward to in the next few years. Up next, it's the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens in one of the bigger games of the weekend, Casey. Bills are on the road and favored by three and a half in this one. Wow. Yeah, dude, and the Bills getting a first taste of losing last week were really kind of out-physicaled by those Miami Dolphins. 
players going down left and right with cramps. It was so hot and humid out there. So I like to see how they respond after, you know, such a a taxing game. But uh, that's why they get paid all those NFL bucks. Um, Last time these guys played, Devin Singletary wrecked these Ravens. So hopefully he can do a little more of that um, this week coming up there. Isaiah McKenzie had a cup of coffee with the uh, the foul boys there. He couldn't make it, but he has seven catches, 76, and a second TD on the season last week. Dawson Knox, man, he does most of his damage on the road. He's got a TD in his last five road games. So I'm not too worried about the offense for these these Bills. It's just been the turnovers, dude. Uh, five turnovers, man. They got to stop turning the ball over, and they will blow these teams out. Obviously, on the defensive side, Von Miller's really had a great effect. This is the NFL's number one uh, defense there. And uh, Matt Milano looked almost had his second pick six in a row, just couldn't quite hold on to the football. That would have changed that game. So um, let's see how the Bills respond to that first L. And uh, this is going to be a tough matchup. So I can't wait to see this thing, man. Two AFC powerhouses. Yeah, this is going to be one of the highlight games of the weekend, especially uh, the Ravens and Lamar coming off the game he had last week at New England when they got that W and he just completely kind of went off, taking over the football game, over 100 rushing yards and uh, the five touchdowns. So he's been playing out of his mind, uh, trying to get that new contract sooner rather than later. I think he should have already signed it, but who knows how much more money he can make. I don't know if he keep playing like this. Dobbins gets into the action last week um, coming off that injury, so uh, he's still trying to knock the rust off, really. But um, don't worry. Lamar can run the football if they need some running. Mark Andrews, of course, coming off a phenomenal football game. We mentioned in the fantasy segment there. Duvernay last week with a touchdown, and Rashad Bateman has also made himself uh, sort of a, a, a target there. Uh, to be reckoned with. So on the other side, this defense has struggled and they are going to have their hands full uh, dealing with an angry Josh Allen and uh, really a very, very disturbingly angry um, Ken Dorsey. <laughs> Hate to be a clipboard around that guy, bro. Oh, 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 watch out for that, folks. All right. Up next, we have the Washington Commandos. Remember when I said I'd kill you last, Dave? I lied against my <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. The boys are two and a half point favorites at home. And the commanders are one and two after dropping last week's game uh, against Philadelphia there. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, he just has, hasn't really settled into the, the role there. Uh, it looks like they're just kind of st- still struggling to find um, who they are offensively there. But um, Gibson with the touchdown last week, running the football um, and McKissick, is, is great out of the backfield. McLaurin continues to play at, at a high level, over 100 yards receiving last week. And the rookie, uh, Jahan Dotson, has got three touchdowns on the season. They're going to need some good productivity out of all of those guys. And that defense is going to have to really kind of clamp down on that Cowboys run game in order to give this commander's team a chance to um, unseat and defeat your Dallas Cowboys, Casey. Yeah, Dave, you heard of a guy... Uh... Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. I thought you were going to go with Cooper Rush, but no. well, yeah, they're in the same they're, they're in the same category, baby. Because Cooper Rush is the first undrafted quarterback since Hall of Famer Kurt Warner to win each of his first three starts and pass for nice. over seven hundred and fifty yards. 
He's looking for his fourth career start with a 90-plus passer rating. But what really helped him last week was the uh, the running game with Ezekiel and Tony Pollard. Man, they yeah. really got it going. It looks like this offensive line is gelling. And uh, Tyler Smith uh, getting just wrecked. The Cowboys destroyed for drafting this guy in the first half. You're starting to see why he was the 24th pick in the draft. Just mowing cats downfield. He's a strong mauler there just love what he's doing and we saw jason peters for the first time on monday night he came in at left guard for a couple series and he was yeah. very impressive too so Good. looking that left side of the line it could be beefy too cd lamb had the huge drop the wide open touchdown would have walked in on the 60 yarder but he Ooh. made up for it with the one hand over the shoulder late to put that giants game away dave but what's running this cowboys uh bandwagon there is the defense man i think they had 24 pressures on Danny uh, Dimebag on Monday night. So he was seeing ghosts, man, and I don't blame him. So what do you do? You triple team Micah Parsons. Well, what does that do? That allows Demarcus Lawrence to get three sacks and all those other guys to eat. Uh, So I love what I've seen out of this defense. Carson Wentz been sacked 15 times on the year already, so they got to figure something out or it's going to be a long day for him too. And Trayvon Diggs, man, he got his first interception of the season. For Dak not being in there, dude, if they can get this win, moved a 3-1 and on the season and 2-0 and in the division mm. with Philadelphia looming in a couple weeks when mm-hmm. Dak may be back. Um, I think everybody, you know, jumped ship on these Cowboys a little too early. I'm not saying they're back, though, but I like what's going on, and they seem to be trending in the right direction. I actually like to see Kellen Moore scheming CD open, so um, but it's a it's a visional game, and the Commandos are wearing those alternate colored helmets, which actually look pretty dope, so... Uh, oh, cool. You know, hopefully the Cowboys have enough, but, you know, these, ga- these games are wacky, so we'll see. Alright, up next is Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Lions at home, favored by six and a half. Wow, big line. Yeah, and the Seahawks, man, they're only scoring about 15 points a game. Um, DK Metcalf had that sweet sweet touchdown last week, and Tyler Lockett can go over the top. They're really working the the tight ends in this offense too. But this is a this is a team in transition, Dave. It's going to take a while for them to get there, but they have all those Broncos picks coming up in the next few years. So um, we're looking at the future for the Seahawks. Yeah, and the team in transition, also the Lions sort of in the second year of that transition under the Dan Campbell uh, regime there. Uh, they're sitting at one and two after last week's loss to Minnesota. But Jared Goff has played some decent football for him. Season high, 277 yards in a TD last week. Jamal Williams running the ball uh, well uh, with 107 yards from scrimmage last week, too. And Amon Ross St. Brown has continue to be very impressive himself so it's a nice cast of characters there and like these guys will run through a wall through uh anything for dan campbell at this point so they believe in themselves they're playing good football they're playing competitive football let's see if they can get a w at home in this one yeah they got to figure out how to finish all right dave up next your Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> no, just, no ownership on your part. <laughs> yeah. And right. Chargers, six and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it, if last year matters. There's a little vengeance factor. We could have beaten the Texans last year and gotten pretty much locked into a playoff spot there with uh, two weeks to go. Uh, but that was a COVID infested game for both squads and the Cowboys uh, and the Texans rather um, stomped the Chargers. Um, let's talk about this Charger team. We mentioned all the injuries, but they do look like they're going to get 
Keenan Allen back in this one. There's a pretty good shot of that, and that will really help out the tandem Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there. Josh Palmer uh, has done well with the extra playing time uh, in in Keenan's absence since he has been gone since the second quarter of the first week there. Eckler hasn't really gotten it going like Mm -hmm. you kind of expect Eckler to do, whether it's through the running or the passing game. Uh, They just haven't had a rhythm. The offensive line's been pretty banged up there. Uh, for the Chargers, obviously Herbert dealing with the uh, cartilage issue. Um, they on the defensive side, we know about Bosa being out though. Uh, J.C. Jackson missed last week's game, so hopefully they'll get him back. So he's only played in one football game for these guys. Just seems like a uh, uh, the the Walking Dead here. But I mean, this might be that feel good game to for the Chargers to get well. So let's see if they can put something together here. Yeah, well, the first step is to not let Rex Burkhead go for 150 and two TDs like he did last time. And hopefully they can slow Brandon Cooks down, too. He had seven and 90 last time he played the Chargers. But, Dave, this is kind of like the Seahawks are. This is a team that's moving towards the future. Davis Mm -hmm. Mills, is he going to be the quarterback? We don't know. He's played pretty good, but this team has struggled to finish games, too. So um, this is kind of the year to find out if that is their guy moving forward, starting to get some dividends on those picks though. Derek Steenley jr. He's been awesome so far as well as Jalen Petrie. He's got two interceptions already. So um, this is the game that the chargers need to get to stay in the mix there. That is for sure. All right. Up next is the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts at home favored by three and a half in this one. Yeah, you know, the the Titans played much better last week, although almost gave that game away against the Raiders late in this thing. Had to get a stop on a two-point conversion there. And it's hard to tell if they're trying to move Tannehill out of there or not. We know they drafted Malik Willis, but I'm not sure where the team stands on there. Um, You know, when that run game is going and the play action, that's when Tannehill looks his best and get those legs running. But it's just been inconsistent. Now they did um, get A.J. out of there, so... um, they, it's a it's a growing process for this receiving core. Robert Woods, um, his best uh, week as a, a Titan, 85 yards last week. He's coming back from a major surgery. So, um, you know, we knew that the Titans were going to fall off a little bit. But that division, this division, is wide open. So they got to limit the turnovers and get more cohesion on this offense and get that Derrick Henry up only 3.6 per carry now. Got to be better. Not good enough. Yeah. All right, let's talk about these Colts, Casey. Obviously, the Matt Ryan era is underway. This team is 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and it's a surprising situation as they got spanked in Week 2 by the Jags and then found a way to beat Kansas City last week in a close one. So uh, I guess that means the Jags are better than Kansas City. I, I digress completely. Last week was a very good week, though, for, for, for Matt Ryan. 73% completions, 222, and two scores. Jonathan Taylor running the ball uh, pretty well also. And then getting Michael Pittman uh, a little healthier with eight grabs and 72 yards in last week's game. Uh, they, they did uh, some really good stuff uh, in order to somehow eke out that victory against the Chiefs as the Chiefs did some sort of you know, sketchy stuff on their end, but that's a different thing. You got to cash in if you're the Colts and they were able to get it done and eke out that victory. So good for the Colts. All right, Dave, next we have the Chicago bears at the New York giants. The giants are two and a half point favorites in New Jersey there. And Dave, eight teams that missed the playoffs last year have started two or one started two one or better this year. 
two of those teams being the Bears and the Giants both sitting at two and one. Wow. I, I mean, but <laughs> I look at this and I go, wow, the Bears are two and one. I mean, they don't look like they've got a lot of mm-hmm. things going right for them. Like mostly the offensive line seems like they're Justin Fields is having to run for his life there. Uh, David Montgomery not playing. And so Khalil Herbert did have a phenomenal game last week. Uh, so give him credit for that. And Justin Fields has had so little protection. He's basically running for his life out there. Um, I don't know that they're doing him a lot of favors here. Uh, trying, you know, bringing him along like this with the cast of characters uh, that he has to throw the football to. Uh, but we shall see uh, if they can get yet another W. It's a very winnable football game. Yeah, and you know, these Giants, man, they have really struggled to protect Daniel Jones. Doesn't have a lot out there at receiver, so I get it, but the Cowboys spent all night in the backfield on Monday Oof. night, so they better yep. share that up or Danny Dimebag is not even going to make it through the season. The one bright spot on this Giants team has been Saquon, dude. This cat is averaging six yards a carry, man, so... Wow. If you can keep these games close, just keep handing him the rock. They might be able to stay in this thing. Um, 2-0 and is kind of a mirage. I mean, you are what you are, but I don't expect him to have a positive record um, moving forward in the late half of the season. But um, this is a winnable game for both of these teams. Very much so. Okay, up next is Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles in a very su- surprisingly very interesting game. The Eagles are favored by six and a half. And uh, Jacksonville's defense tied for the NFL lead in both takeaways, eight, and interceptions, six. So they had nine takeaways and seven interceptions all of last year. So they fixed that issue, that's for sure. And turnovers are the biggest uh, determining factor in a football game, right, Casey? Absolutely, dude. You know that uh, the Philly fans are just going to, you know, shower Peterson with love. Um, for bringing that Super Bowl to Philly just a few years ago. We'll see what happens. But, dude, this is the perfect coach for these Jags, man. This is one of the most prolific offenses in the short season so far. And Trevor Lawrence starting to play like that generational quarterback, dude. Um, Last week, 28 to 39, over 71 um, completion percentage, three TDs, zero interceptions. Dave, the only QB this year so far with two games with two uh, or more touchdowns. 115 or better passer rating so um wow. he's really starting to grasp it getting that offense peterson's helping that uh james robinson dude was kind of an afterthought this year man he is balling had 116 scrimmage yards last week but christian kirk dude six catches and 72 yards and a touchdown last week but zay jones and marvin jones getting in in this thing so many weapons on this offense but dave you talked about yep. the turnovers there this team is plus seven in the turnover ratio man they are taking the ball away they are sacking the quarterback. Don't give it over on offense. Take it away on defense. That's why, you know, the Jags are sitting where they're at, baby. So uh, this team is definitely trending in the right direction, man. But they are going to have their hands full with these Eagles. This undefeated Eagles squad, Casey. And uh, Jalen Whatever, Hurts. Dave. Yeah, first place in the NFL. Whatever, man. Okay. So Jalen Hurts, dude, really, really doing it his own way, sort of. Well, I guess sort of like Lamar, like the new breed of quarterback that runs like crazy and and uh, hurts uh, passed for 340 yards as wow. well. And three touchdowns last week with a hundred and twenty three and a half uh, rating. So he's doing it through the through with his legs and his arms, basically. And Sanders is running the ball pretty well for these guys, averaging four point nine yards a carry. Um, 
So that's pretty decent. Bringing in A.J. Brown was a huge, huge offseason acquisition. He had uh, five grabs for 85 yards and a TD last week. Devontae Smith with an, uh, an ex- exceptional game last week, uh, 169 yards receiving on eight catches and his first touchdown of the year last week. And then Dallas Goddard, also a touchdown. I mean, he's spreading the ball around. How many touchdowns uh, did these damn Eagles score, Dave? A lot of them, Casey. Guess that's all three of them right there. We just accounted for. Um, but I tell you what, uh, the Eagles are getting it done. It, it's no surprise. It's a really strong offensive line. Uh, and they, they, they can really get after it on the defensive side. So we'll see. This is going to be a fun game. I'm very interested in this one. All right, up next, maybe not as interested in this one, the New York Jets, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And we're going to see if Zach Wilson can make his pre uh, his season debut uh, in this game. Um, not 100% sure about that at this point in time, but uh, the combination of Michael Carter and Brees Hall has been uh, pretty, de- pretty decent uh, at the running back position. Garrett Wilson, uh, one of my favorite receivers coming out in this draft has looked the part um, of a first round receiver, six catches and 60 yards last week. Uh, Corey Davis on the other side, uh, you know, as well. So we'll see if it's Flacco or Wilson, but um, this Jets team is kind of, you know, headed in the right direction. Let's say if they can, if they can put together some good play. Yeah. um, Good news for Zach Wilson. If he does play, you won't have to look at TJ Watt over there, but the Steelers defense is still doing a pretty good job of keeping this uh, team in games. And they just kind of ran out of steam on Thursday night. Troops is getting better. This offense is clearly not where they want it to be. It's a mix with bad passes and drops. It never seems to get it going, but Patrick Henry, Aquanimius Friermuth, is really (laughs) starting to become one of the top tight ends. In the league, uh, Deontay Johnson had eight catches last week, but he did have a couple of drops. Um, uh, Chase uh, Claypool is not taking that next step that they huh. thought they would and to be that third receiver. And Pickens, man, with the all-world catch last week, the Steelers, I think uh, they struggled with that guy. Najee, just over three yards of carry. They got to get more improvement in the running game. So just don't turn the ball over. And this defense should be able to get a couple takeaways from those jets. All right. Into the late slot, Casey, it's the Arizona Cardinals versus the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are favored by one and a half at home. Wow. Yeah. A couple of former Oklahoma Sooner quarterbacks going head to head in this thing, dude. And these Cardinals, man, if they could start the games in the third or fourth quarter, (laughs) they might be sitting there at three and oh, they're just getting started way too late in this thing. And, you know, Kyler's doing a pretty good job there. Um, still working on rekindling that relationship with Marquise Brown. He had 14 mm-hmm. receptions for 140 last week. Got to figure out a way to get him into the end zone. And Greg Dorch has been pretty impressive, too. He had nine uh, receptions for 80 yards last week. The running game, James Conner kind of came out of nowhere last year. With I think it was 18 touchdowns. They got to get a little more productivity out of there. But overall, dude, this team just needs to start sooner, man. They're playing their way back into these games, but uh, just getting started too late to see if, uh, you know, maybe the going out east and getting an earlier start with the different time zone might help these guys. Maybe it will. Who knows? Uh, That's not normally the case for teams from the West traveling east. But Panthers coming off of their first win last week. So good, good news for Baker. Uh, and the Panthers there. Um, and he played pretty well. 
in that game, you know, passed for two TDs. So that's not bad. Oh, that was in the last game against the Cardinals. So that must have been as a as a Brown. McCaffrey, though, running the ball pretty well with 115 yards from scrimmage. Um, yeah, this is going to be a game where um, if McCaffrey can really take over and dominate, dominate, and then then they can get some good plays, timely plays out of Mayfield, uh, they'll have a chance. Uh, hopefully they can catch the Cardinals um, sleeping in the first half, like you said. Yeah, pretty good chance of that. All right, Dave, up next we have the New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Biggest spread of the week, Dave, eight and a half in favor of the Pack. Yeah, and that says something about um, the quarterback injury there, the high ankle sprain, and the likelihood that it'll be uh, Brian Hoyer uh, in this game instead of Mac Jones, Casey. So that means that this Patriots team is likely to be leaning heavily on their running game of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and Stevenson coming off a 101-yard performance and a, t- a touchdown last week. So um, that bodes well. But uh, let's see you know, if they can get some, like I said, some timely plays out of Hoyer to move the, move the ball and then lean heavily on the ground game. Uh, in this one, Casey. So it's going to be a tough one for New England uh, if it is Brian Hoyer. It's been a while since he's played as a starter. Yeah, and the bad news is this Packers team held Tom Brady to just 12 points last week. So I know Hoyer has backed him up (laughs) in the past, so I don't know if that bodes well for him. Right. Um, But this defense for the Packers, they're really solid, man. They have playmakers at all levels there, especially in the, the back end there. But this team is about Aaron Rodgers, and he looks like he's finally starting to get um, some cohesion with the receiver there. Where for our thou Romeo right here, bro? He's got 14 for 137 <laughs> on the uh, the season there. So look for him to keep trying to get in the good graces of Aaron Rodgers there. He still has a Randall Cobb and Tunyon there, people that he's familiar with. And Lazard had a, a second touchdown of last year. So maybe this offense is coming together. But it's all based on the the run game there between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Man, that one-two punch, they can do some pretty neat sets out of there. I'm run with either of those guys. And uh, Jones out of the backfield is one of those passing weapons too. So I feel like... The Packers are starting to figure it out with some of these new guys. And uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty long day for the Patriots. Agreed. Up next, it's the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders at home are favored by two and a half in this one, Casey. Yeah, dude. Um, It's a divisional game, so who knows what happens. But um, these Broncos, man, that offense has been struggling as well. They've not seen Russ cook like they had envisioned, but... You know, they didn't get supposed to ride Casey. Oh yeah. He's riding now. He ain't cooking anymore. Maybe that's what the problem is, Dave. Um, But it, it looked like as that game was going on, stuff was starting to come together. You know, you don't play your starters in the preseason. So this is all a work in progress. It's a new offense. It's a new quarterback, all these things. It takes time. But what they do have is they have a ton of weapons, man. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Albert O. These are big targets that Russ is going to start riding with on the backfield. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon is a nice one-two punch there. And, dude, as much as it pains me, man, Randy Randy Gregory has been balling out. He had a sack last week in Ames for his third in a row um, with two sacks. And uh, 
a forced fumble there. So, man, this guy, they're getting their um, ROI from him, and he got Chubb on the other side there too. So this defense is yeah. holding them in it while they're figuring it out on the offensive side. Will they have enough to beat these Raiders? Yeah, and this Raiders team is the only team, like we said, that is 0-3 on the year. But let's let's kind of give the circumstances because it's not as bad, I don't think, because they lost by five against the Chargers in week one in a game that they could have won. They were driving late. Uh, last uh, week two, they were up by 20. All they had to do was make one one or two more plays in the second half of that game, and they can hold off and beat the Cardinals. And then last week, they're coming back, and they were looking to get a two-pointer to tie that thing up. That fails, so they go down to the Tennessee Titans. All three games playing very competitive football. Their car is playing uh, good football, 303 yards and uh, two touchdowns uh, last week. Josh Jacobs running the ball well as uh, as well almost 100 yards rushing last week and Devante Adams a touchdown in each game on the season he's performed uh very well also Matt Collins and other receivers emerged as a guy that can really make some plays for this squad so uh, and let's not forget Hunter Renfro who's a first down machine basically and Darren Waller too so there's tons and tons of weapons it's hard to hard to imagine this team at 0 and 3 and then on the other side Max, you, you talked about pass rushers that the Broncos have. These guys with Max Crosby and Chandler yeah. Jones, they can really get after you. I mean, uh, Crosby with a sack and a forced fumble last week. So uh, look out for, 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 for Crosby. And when it comes to the offensive side and, and the pass rushers that the Broncos are going to field, the, Derek Carr has got to get the ball out of his hands on time. And, and, and if he can do that, yeah. they're going to make a lot of plays, and, and then the Raiders are going to put up some points. All right, Dave. We've got a little uh, Super Bowl rematch on Sunday Night Football. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Sweet. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game might move to Minnesota, uh, depending oh, yeah. on the hurricane uh, condition there in Florida. But, Dave, Patrick Mahomes, he's engineered at least one touchdown drive in 75 of his 77 career starts. The only two starts when he didn't get one was against Tennessee and of course Super Bowl 55 against these Tampa Bay Bucks. Talk about how much you love these Chiefs days. Oh, love the red, right? The <laughs> sea of red. Um yeah, this Chiefs team uh, they certainly uh, kind of shocked last week at how they they gave that game away uh to the Colts to, uh late in that game. It seemed like they had a field goal lined up for some reason they went with a fake field goal on a fourth and long in a Dumb. game where they could have, you know, stretched out their lead and then they wouldn't have lost by a field goal late in that football game. So I looked to the coaching decisions on that one, which were odd to say the least, but to Andy um, Reid's defense, his blood sugar was crashing and there weren't any fish on the sideline for oh. someone to lob at him. So, <laughs> you know, he was hangry. <laughs> okay. Well, what about the cheeseburger supply? It is in his jacket. <laughs> no, that was out too. Yeah. All right. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously we expect to bounce back and to play some good football. Obviously the Buccaneers field a pretty good defense. So we'll see what Mahomes and the Tyreekless, uh, chiefs can do, but Kelsey's been playing exceptionally well. He had a TD last week, Juju Smith Schuster and, uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire also good, good, um, options out of the backfield for Mahomes. Um, and, you know, this team's got tons of weapons, basically. So uh, Mahomes is just spreading it around more than he used to. So, But there's just that one dude in Travis Kelsey that really kind of scares the defense. So he'll probably be looking at a lot of double teams this weekend. But um, we'll see if Frank Clark and um, 
Chris that Jones. Chris Jones, Ugh. thank you. I'm escaping my, uh, his name there. Uh, let's see what they can do against that interior line that the Buccaneers have been struggling with if they can get some, uh, some legitimate pressure on Tom Brady because that could be a huge factor in this game. Yeah, that line that was so solid for him last year. So yep. many new parts for Tom Brady up there. And Brady is averaging, destroying uh, one of those little iPads each week. Oh, sorry, it's a <laughs> Surface tablet. My bad. But he broke one last week, so this week he's probably not going to. Um, just didn't have anybody to throw to last week. We know that Chris Godwin's been out with that injury. Mike Evans on the suspension last year. If I was a daily fantasy guy, I'd probably put a little money on an angry Mike Evans coming back. I figure him to be really featured in this game. Russell Gage was great last week, too. 12 catches and 87 yards and a touchdown. Yet uh, Mike Evans back into the mix and is starting to look like a team. The Bucks just have to keep it together get healthy and they're going to be in the mix. You always are with Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, man. He's been ballins had at least 70 scrimmage yards in each of the first three games there. Um, but this defense, Dave, this might be the best defense in the NFL. I know the bills are ranked first, but this team dude is only giving up nine points a game. You know, wow. they, we talked yeah. about the Packers holding Brady to 12, these bucks, held Aaron Rodgers to 14. So um, not a lot to be had. It's a very intriguing matchup where both of these teams are, you know. So um, Super Bowl rematch, if it's in Minnesota, it's going to have a different feel. But uh, this is still going to be an outstanding game. No doubt about it. All right, up next, Monday night football, Casey. It's our Los Angeles Rams heading to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Niners at home favored by two and a half, Casey. And these teams combined to represent the NFC in three of the last four Super Bowls. And last season, they split a pair of big-time games, 49ers winning in OT in the season finale. And that was that got them into the playoffs. And then the Rams winning the NFC championship game to get them into the Super Bowl. Before that, though, it seemed like the Niners really did have the Rams number a handful of seasons in a row. Yeah, dude, it was six in a row at, before that uh, postseason win when uh, I think it was Trap or whoever the hell it was drops that interception. Ooh, it could have been yeah. seven in a row and the Niners back in the uh, Super Bowl. But that's not what happened. The Rams made it in there. And Matthew Stafford, man, it's such a weird mix with this caddy. If, you know, they're getting the wins despite mm -hmm. all those turnovers, dude. Yeah. He's throwing a ton of interceptions. They've actually had seven turnovers already on the season. So he needs to figure out how to tighten that up but the dude will throw it into the tiniest windows he just you know doesn't give af he's like he's yeah. gonna lob that thing we finally started to see cam Akers last week um had 61 yards and a touchdown it's kind of absent in the first few weeks of the season if he can keep going there it's a nice one two with him and henderson obviously cooper cup dude this guy is insane yep I know teams are game planning to shut him down, but apparently it's impossible. He had a rushing touchdown last week and in that NFC championship, 11 for 142 and two touchdowns. So Allen Robinson is getting closer. He had a touchdown go right through his hands last week, but I think as the season goes along, he'll figure it out a little bit. And Tyler Higby at tight end. Now that his uh, Everett's out of there, he's kind of starting to emerge. Um, the defense is good. Aaron Donald, blah, blah, blah. Jalen Ramsey, blah, blah, blah. Bobby right. Wagner had nine tackles last week. So this is going to be a grimy, tough, physical game, dude. Um, 
and this NFC West is up for grabs. You know, even though the Rams have the better record, the Niners tighten a few things up. They're going to be out there. And like we said, the the Niners have had their number quite often lately. Absolutely. And let's talk about these Niners coming off an 11 to 10 win, which is an extremely weird number at Denver last week. I think there's only been two 11 to 10 games in NFL history. Wow. But Jimmy G out there for his first action of the season after basically not even being given a playbook in preseason and was gone. It was, it was, he was working out to the side just to sort of get himself back after that uh, shoulder surgery in the off season. And sure enough, the ultimate insurance policy has paid off as they get the first uh, win uh, at um, with Garoppolo under the helm there after starting the season off. zero and two Jimmy with a modest game, 211 yards and a touchdown uh, last week. And Jeff Wilson with a real nice game running the football, 106 yards from scrimmage, there. Uh, Debo, the ever versatile sort of Swiss army light uh, uh, knife guy there also, uh, I imagine is pretty excited that Jimmy G's in the mix. Ultimately the, the, uh, the Trey Lance uh, experiment will have to be shelved for a year to see, but it was going to be a work in progress. Now I think if they can knock the rust off for Jimmy here, um, they'll be kind of clicking to back to where they were as long as they trust Jimmy and he doesn't make catastrophic mistakes because he tends to throw picks too. Kittle wasn't available for the first couple of weeks, but he's uh, back in action now. And um, also Brandon Ayuk has sort of started to emerge as a pretty uh, solid uh, go-to guy, but you mentioned the defense of the Rams, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, uh, this is a pretty pretty solid 49ers defense, obviously very, very stout up front. It's going to be a fun football game. Big important for that division, too, dude. Huge. 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 <laughs> All right. So many ways you can check out football dudes now available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And while you're subscribing to stuff, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Unless you don't want every single thing that's happening. So much information on the Twitter feed, dudes. you got to get on there and make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. Or go to footballdudes.com. It's all there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of the Dread Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Casey, I'm Dave, and we are out of here.